passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now back to your regular programming. You've never heard less productive announcements. Heard nationally, it's the Belief in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here, joined by my former roommate, former teammate at the University of Rhode Island, Mr. Sean Anderson. We are talking running backs today. Last week, we did the quarterback show, and we had uh, some pretty good responses from that. Got some pretty quality input from our listeners on what running backs we should include. Not all of them made the list. That's the warning now. But we've got a really talented group of players that we have to discuss and that we have to go over. Sean, how are we doing today? Um, I feel disrespected, first of all. Why? Uh, because Take the no- goddamn glasses <laughs> off, I swear to God. Because normally when um, you send out your FCS tweets, it's tagged. Me and Sanderson Radio oh. are doing a, um, a show today, uh, sending your questions or what you want to talk about. But for some reason, Joe decided I'm not a part of that anymore, and uh, just, you know it is what it is. Maybe and I actually slowly I actually trying to phase you out. Maybe did an embarrassing <laughs> move where I had to tweet at you about something that we were going to be talking about today, uh, a running back. Where I, I I actually feel cucked and why? disrespected. Why? Because why didn't you tweet me today? I because I. Why didn't you? I had a lot going on this morning. No, man. you didn't. No, no, you've done it a thousand times. And I was trying to focus on other things. Really, I'm really upset that that, that I, I know when the interview, the interview. T- I know when the interview was scheduled. You it, don't even start. You did it intentionally, do we, and do I we, don't know why. Do, do we, we call, have a beef? Sh- should I? No, I have beef with the per- the person who stood me up earlier, and I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I'm going to give them a day, a couple days. I'm going to give them the week to reschedule, and if they don't, then we officially have beef with this particular person. Okay. And the entire uh, the program that they represent. Oh, okay. Well, now you might be going to step a little far, but look, look, look. do we have beef? Uh, no, we don't have beef. Relax. Then why wouldn't you tag? Why wouldn't you? Act? I don't know, man. You do. Oh, know. I, I'm sorry that I'm the only one who tweets, and you have to rely on my Twitter hey. account to get interactions on yours. <laughs> why? Uh, th- you know what? There, the truth has come out. Then the truth has come There's out. No truth there. If right, you've seen have... me as elite, no, no, you cannot do this. If you have seen me as a leech on your account, I don't. I don't. I just didn't tag you, man. There's, you're, you're overthinking. There's something this. more than that. You're overthinking this, man. I was too. I was too busy, worried that I'd not be able to talk for any of my shows today. But here I am. Don't even. Don't suffering don't, through don't. trying to talk. Just, just know that this is where we're at right now. And okay. I'm not thrilled with you. All right. Well, you'll be okay. You're a tough guy. Take off the sunglasses, please. No. All right. Uh, running backs today, we've got a number that I have not counted, but will eventually. 
uh, that we're going to talk about. Sean, while I count, do you mind doing the read? Uh, yeah, I'll do the read. Um, our partners There's at 10 Battle- running backs, by the way. <laughs> our partners at Bet Online continue. You, you know what? The Red Sox decided that they're not going to be a team for the first month and a half of this season. They said, we're just not going to be a baseball team. We're going to play cricket, and we're just going to give up home run after home run, and we're not going to hit the ball except for Rafael Devers. That's what they decided to do. Okay, cool. And then in Red Sox fashion, they decided in the last two weeks to catch fire and start putting up 15 uh, score uh, games on everybody and anybody. And then last night, the goddamn Baltimore Orioles blew them out 7 nothing. So if you want to screw the Boston Red Sox to hell, they, <laughs> they are bet killers. They are poison. You know who you can bet on this year? And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. They are a lock every damn time. The Mets. Oh, the uh, Mets. Ew. You bet on the Mets. You bet on the Mets playing anybody in the NL East. Go ahead. You'll win. It's not going to be the best odds because they're the best team in the NL East. And God, does it pain to say that. Bet on the Mets and do it at betonline.ag. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And if you don't like betting on baseball because you shouldn't because baseball stinks, then, I don't know, NBA uh, finals are starting. Boston and the, the Warriors. The Warriors are going to win 4 nothing. Everybody, all, all the WRIU people can just, uh, just they stink thinking that Boston has a shot. They don't. I've got a lot of anger today. You started this. By the way, I... I and Baltimore stinks too. I keep... I keep betting baseball games. I, I'm I'm over. I I, I think I've placed like eight <laughs> bets. So eight baseball hard. bets. Uh, you know what's crazy? Every time the NFL rolls around, we're like, why are we betting NFL? It's so hard. And baseball seemingly harder. Yeah, I know what to bet college football. That's about it. Uh, basketball is it's a lot easier. Basketball's a lot easier. Um, all right, running backs. So if you remember last time, the way that we did this, we did. An elite tier and then a great tier. There are some guys that did not make this list, obviously, that are good players, and we don't need to be screamed at for not including them. And if you do, we don't care. The elite tier guys, what are you typing? Can you just onk? I, I, I'm continue with your elite tier. Um, now you're making me mad. <laughs> Our elite tier includes three players. The first two are running backs. Isaiah Davis from South Dakota State, who we missed this past year due to an injury. And then the other one is Isaiah Fonze, the Montana State running back, who was not available for one of the playoff games, but still had an incredible season where he broke a record previously set by Troy Anderson, their linebacker, for rushing yards in a season. That number I am specifically referring to I believe it was, I want to say it was 1,400 rushing yards that he had this past. No, sorry, it was 1,600 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, Isaiah he, Davis, the, what, what were you going to say? I thought he eclipsed 1,400 last year. Yeah, you know, he did. Um, the record, I believe, previously was 1,400. But uh, Isaiah Davis comes back after having the injury that he did, still rushes for 700 yards. But the thing that put him on the map was his performance in the playoffs, especially that long rumbling touchdown run. And I have to say, out of him and Afonze, Isaiah Davis is far and away the best 
draft prospect in this group that we're talking about here. He now, is going to get drafted. He is being brought up in as potentially a top 10 running back in this upcoming class. It's not, it might not be a day two guy, depending on what he does this year, but he is somebody who is capable of getting drafted early day three because of his build, because of his athletic traits. This is a big, powerful runner that has athleticism and explosiveness. And I've already seen his name populated on tons of different lists, ranking running backs early for the 2023 class. Uh, he's hard to miss, uh, especially when he's on the field, because he does have uh, you, you watch Pierre. You, you, you would have thought that the Pierre Strong, Isaiah Davis combination at Saint, uh, uh, South Dakota State was, you know, power and speed. Uh, and then you see Isaiah Davis running. You say, OK, this guy's power and speed. And then Pierre Strong is speed. And you're just like, OK, they're not losing a step. When Davis is in the game, which in college football. It's hard to do. Normally, your third down backs are very shifty. Wide receivers, you convert it over to running back. You got some uh, trickery going on. Isaiah Davis is a three down back, uh, and he is a guy that can get you a first down in three plays. That's how I would uh, uh, categorize him. South Dakota State should use him as the primary focus of their offense, which they likely will, and they should because he is going to move the ball at will against any defense. Uh, And there's only a font. He could do it against any defense and Hunter Lipke can do it against any mm. defense. Uh, Fonze has a different running style where it, it's, it's bursts of 15. He's a very good burst running back. He's a guy that's going to grind you out. He's going to get you your, um, your chunk plays. It's not always going to be a breakaway 80 yard touchdown. It's not going to be that, but he's a guy that is going to get the offensive advantageous positions more often than not. You know, everybody knows on the show that we're Isaiah Davis fans and Afonze, uh, there's going to be an interview actually running soon. It might even be this week or, or soon on the Hack City YouTube channel through the NFL Draft Prospects pod that Ryan did with Afonze. Afonze, goddamn, I cannot pronounce the, his name. I, I don't know what it is with the Montana State guys. They just have names that look like they're easily pronounceable. It's not like they're names that you're just like struggling to look at and you're like, how do I pronounce this? They look easily pronounceable. And then every Montana State fan reminds us that we're, we're not pronouncing it correctly. We're listening to, but even after we listen to the broadcasts, we're like, yeah, okay, we're going to pronounce register. it like, okay. I did learn yeah. how to pr- correctly pronounce Hunter Lipke uh, based off of their broadcast, but Hunter Lipke is the third guy who fits into this, this, into this grouping. He's tricky to really to, to figure out where he categorizes because I was debating, do we talk about him on the tight end show? Do we talk about him on the running back show? Do we talk about him for 45 minutes on his own show just for fullbacks because he's that freaking good? But Hunter Lipke, who his usage really varies through games, we saw what he's capable of getting and being if he is a 10 to 15 touch guy when his team chooses to lean on him. That playoff run that he had against James Madison, East Tennessee State, and Montana State was prolific. He was so freaking dominant. And it needs to be brought up and discussed, not only as him being a likely Walter Payton contender, uh, somebody who should be on the, in the discussion for that, assuming he gets more touches than he did last year, because like his stats were decent. 543 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, and only 165 yards receiving and three touchdowns. I think if you really want to center your offense around him, this is a powerful, strong kid who can lead your team, and they should be working on getting him more touches based on what we saw last year. Yeah, um, 
he really shined in bad weather games, uh, which was that's his thing. And if I'm an NFL team, especially in the North or the Midwest, like maybe the Packers, maybe I'm going to turn him into John Kuhn 2.0. Maybe that'll be his role because I, I still think that he is Peyton Hillis. I stand you think by he's that. Peyton Hillis over John Kuhn. He's he's built the same because John Kuhn wasn't that tall. He's taller than he Peyton Hillis was was six foot four. Uh, the the same si- same size profile as wait I, I just closed it the the same size profile so Hunter Lipke is six foot one two thirty four so he's actually a little bit shorter. And is Peyton, it, am I thinking? Of, I'm also thinking of CJ Ham. Am I am I tripping on that one? Peyton Hillis, uh, you might be tripping on that one. No, Peyton Hillis was only six one two forty. So I still stand by that comp. I think that they are very comparable in terms of their size profile and the impact that they can f- provide of actually being a lead running back in an offense. You're seeing Hunter Lipke as a one year and done and then goes to the Giants and has like four carries. I and see him as a perennial a fan snapper. favorite. Wait, did, did Peyton Hills try to do that? Yeah, he tried to be a long snapper. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what an odd career arc. Uh, now I see him being a, a massive fan favorite in Green Bay. And maybe it's just because... That's what John Kuhn was, and I'm trying to think of other fullbacks that were, well, that a lot were of teams, huge fan favorites. A lot of teams don't use fullbacks anymore. My reasoning for, for comparing him, I don't think I'm comparing him to the career arc. Uh, I think that it, he's got that potential where he could just throw him into an offense and he could have like a couple random huge games. What like other, he's that good. Who else do you have? Uh, you, how do you, you like to start naming I, fullbacks? I, what about a Toby Gerhardt? Toby Gerhardt. He wasn't actually, he kind of was a fullback. <laughs> God, I'm just, think, I'm just thinking of white Max. <laughs> and he, he did he get so bad. He got signed to a big deal in Jacksonville, also to be like their guy. He got drafted really early too, and he didn't do he didn't do yeah. anything. Um, Sean, let's. I, I want to talk about this this great tier. So we we've okay. got seven other guys that fit in here, and this is the full list of players. And then we're going to kind of provide some one off explanations on some of these. Malik Grant from SHU, who stepped in for Julius Chestnut last year, he was. Absolutely fantastic, uh, and I he was one of the the top returning running or the top returning running backs that statistically last season five foot nine two hundred pounds. Kevin Daniels from NAU, who is massive at six foot two two twenty five, had a tremendously dominant year last year where he had eleven hundred rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Um, after him, Darius Hale from Central Arkansas, who was very aggressively recommended. By our listeners, a thousand rushing yards, but seventeen rushing touchdowns to go along with it. Gino Hess, uh, Simo's run back, who another guy was tagged in this, fourteen touch rushing touchdowns to go along with eleven hundred rushing yards. This is one that is a, a favorite for me, um, Ryan. The next one, Jaleel McLaughlin, who we posted an interview with that Ryan did with him. Ryan's known about this kid for a while now. Well, because he was previously at a Division II program and had an insane career stat line to the point where after last season where he rushed for, I think, around like 1,000 yards, he finished or his career total is over 6,000 rushing yards, and he's got more eligibility left, which is disturbing to hear. Um, last couple, though, that we have, Otis Way announced today that he is transferring to Missouri State. He was an All-American this past season. His stat line this this past year was nothing amazing, but he had 818 rushing yards 
and nine touchdowns. You really do see the talent. The last one we had to include in this was Marcus Knight. He's coming back fully healthy. At least we hope so. Six foot one, two fifteen, and we all remember that nutty stat line that he had a couple of years ago, where if the freaking Grizz stat page would actually properly ro- load, we would be able to tell you that I believe he had a, he had like twenty two touchdowns or something. Twenty two like rushing touchdowns. Yeah, God, this freak. website sucks. <laughs> 23 touchdowns. There we yeah. go. Come on. No, nah, he was he was he was going crazy that year. Um, I uh, an honorable mention, if I may, because right. it, you know, Alex Ramsey at the Citadel. He he ate very Marcus Knightish year. Um, so that's a uh, Ed, that was Ed, when he was at VMI, or did he? Yeah, tra- the, he, he was from VMI, VMI to the Citadel. To the Citadel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like tw- he had another 20 plus touchdown season there, and he was averaging just a goal line monster. Um. Joe, I watched some film on a couple of these players. Um, do you want to start with a couple of thoughts that you have, or do no, you want you, to? You go ahead because I just I I just blabbered for about their stats for a second. So like, what, what were the guys that we have on this list? Who are the ones that you? I, I want to hear what you think about Darius Hale because it seems like you were pretty excited about him. Yeah, I um I was doing some digging and I saw Darius Hale. Um, and then I was searching on Twitter and then I saw it on uh, at a sun underscore football a tweet of uh, Central Arkansas playing Texas Western, I believe. And uh, they're about 20 yards out. And I tweeted this. This is the p- uh, play for reference. And I'd never seen... Well, it's a play from the shotgun, and he's about five yards back. Hale is. He gets to five yards positive yardage in like half a second. And it took him like four steps. Mm. So that showed me insane athleticism with push with his with his is forward motion and you're thinking okay everyone's running in forward motion it's different it's a different type of running to get that some guys are just incredibly swift with their feet uh cc julius chestnut uh who i big on big on his footwork uh this guy is is absolutely like like almost long jumping to 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 first down yardage and it's in it's incredible burst speed out of the backfield and he has become a a guy that I'm going to have to watch this entire year. I'm very, very high on him just because I do not see this type of burst often. Uh, we're going in college football. You, everyone has their inside zone. Everyone has their mid zone. Everyone has their outside zone. Uh, and then additionally, we're in a spread. We're in a lot more spread off offenses. Get your players the ball in space. Make a guy miss. Go for six yards. That's fine. That's where we're at. I have no, no beef with that. But as a former offensive lineman, and other offensive linemen understand the value in having a running back that will hit inside run with all effort. Mm. He sees the hole. He says, okay, if I get tackled for a plus three yards, everyone did their job. That's fine. But if I go full effort, then maybe I can make a guy miss. Maybe I can make the safety that's eyeing down on me. Once the big boys do their job, him miss. And now it's a touchdown. That's how inside zone works. That's how it's supposed to work. You make a guy miss. Everybody does their job. And Hale did that to perfection. And that's not the only, the only time that he did that. So I'm very, very high on him for sure. Yeah, Hale's burst was the first thing that that I spotted. He, it's immediately he, he, noticeable. He, his he hits holes really hard, and like that's that's something that I honestly separates running backs when you're trying to evaluate and rank them. Is do certain guys have that ability to hit a hole hard, pick up speed, and he he definitely does that. One guy though, I I, I have to pull back to the one who has the craziest stat lines of last season that earned himself a spot on this list 
And I really hope that he does more of the same this upcoming season. I'm talking about Kevin Daniels. Sean, I, I think you might remember Kevin Daniels was a, a fat stat uh, participant on multiple weeks. He, this past season, he has a game where he had 19 carries for 229 yards and a touchdown. Oh, yep. He has a game against Idaho where he had 27 for 177. And then to cap off the season against Cal Poly, he had 28 attempts for 280 yards and five touchdowns. That is the fattest stat line that I've seen out of any of these guys. He was a freaking tank last year for Northern Arizona. He is huge. I love his size, and he's got decent long speed. He will be very, very dominant this upcoming season. Yeah, uh, I'm watching it right now. Goodness gracious. See ya. Goodbye. It's flying. Flying, uh, gliding whatever you want to say he's just he's just bigger and stronger than everybody and why not if you're northern arizona why not put him in the back inside zone boom go up get a block and you're gone why not take it 80 yards kevin daniels this is uh his 229 yard game against uh southern utah it looks like Mm. go just put your best athlete that you've recruited in the backfield do it please because he's gonna make plays and that's what kevin did he could probably play, play linebacker he could probably play defensive yeah, he's end. Built, he's, he's built like one. He's six one two twenty. He could play a, a flex tight end role. You could probably set him out wide also. And if I had to bet, you could probably line him up a quarterback also. Put him in the backfield. Let him make plays for you. Um, that's an exciting player, uh, Kevin Daniels. Uh, I, I was thinking because we when we were doing the the fat stat stuff, there were some big big lines last year, and I don't know why I had forgotten, but yeah. He uh, definitely incorporated a lot last year. I hope he is this year also. He's he's a tremendous talent. I, I do want to hit on also uh, Otis Way, who again announced today that he's transferring to Missouri State. Perfect timing for this because I, I thought that he was going to transfer up. Didn't look like the opportunity came for him. Missouri State's getting a really good running back, and this was a team last year that was was really really good. They are already had a high quality offense, and you're throwing in somebody who is if he's properly utilized and fully healthy, he's going to go over a thousand yards, if not more, uh, for your offense. He's kind of got that that pinball approach to to playing the running back position where he's bouncing off of guys and yeah. Uh, there was one player where I watched him spin out of a tackle. Like he's he's just really hard to wrangle. Um he's really hard to rally just because he's just he's small, he's shifty, he's elusive. And that's what I think a lot of these guys have in common on this list. A lot of smaller shiftier, harder to tackle players, but Otis Way is stepping into a situation where I think he's going to be really, really good. Yeah, very big thighs, stays low to the ground, runs very, very hard. Um, Shoulders are really square whenever he's cutting up field, which is good, and even when he's going outside, going up, uh, still square, which is what you want. You never want your running back to be getting, uh, what is it, not parallel, perpendicular Perpendicular. to the line of scrimmage Uh, you always want him to stay square um and that's what otis way does uh very good as well joe if i could touch on another guy no you can't uh, uh, okay (laughs) Um, i'm gonna jump on the jaleel mclaughlin train if you don't mind uh i came up with a i'm gonna i'm not gonna pat myself on the back too hard here i'm not going to when do you not but my eye for talent or my eye for when I see a guy, it's not always there. It's not I'm never, never going to say, oh, I, I have a gift. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Others might say that. I wouldn't. I just because that's who I am. Um, look, when I see a guy and I can immediately make a distinction and comparison 
as to the exact football player that he reminds me of. And it turns out that way. I'm like, Oh, this is the, you're, you're pretty special here, Sean. That's a pretty special comparison Uh, with McLaughlin. I immediately saw Dexter McCluster uh, watching his game. uh, And I'm saying, wow, you know, size, the way that he moves uh, his quickness. I mean, it it is distinctively quick. Uh, can change fields, uh, ends of the field, makes anybody miss. And you're like, wow, he is he is not a, a massively big player. He is not a, a I even say, average-sized running back. He's pretty small. He's pretty small. A small running back, but nobody's touching him. Joe, I'm assuming you've seen the uh, the video of the, um, the gentleman in the roller rink when they were playing pool tag, and he was juking people out. No. Snatchy ankles in a roller rink. You no. haven't seen that video? Okay, I'll no. send it to you. Some listeners understand what I'm talking about where everyone's trying to uh, hit this guy with their pool noodle, but he is so good on his roller skates or uh, that they can't get him, and he's stopping, and he's starting, and he's moving, and he's juking, and nobody can do it, and they're all running into walls, and they're running into each other, and no one's got a shot. And when I'm watching Julio McLaughlin, it's pretty reminiscent of that, where he is playing the game with a different sense of awareness around him than the defensive players. They have assignments. He has true awareness of where they're coming from. He's going to make a miss, and he's going to make them pay. Yeah, that was not the comp I was expecting. But the the Dexter McCluster one's interesting. I think you get a little bit more juice from Dexter McCluster, obviously. But like, I, I the con- the size comp is interesting. I didn't even know that Dexter McCluster was that small, to yep. be honest. Um, now McLaughlin's very very talented though, um, and I think in general though this list of running backs, extremely talented this upcoming year. They're probably going to make up the top 10 leading rushers this upcoming season. Sean, anything else before we close out? Um, I saw, I mean, there was a lot of responses. It's hard to leave running backs off. Uh, So if your running back didn't make it, that doesn't mean they won't be featured in a water cooler segment uh, in the upcoming season. It doesn't mean that they will not be on our radar um, for the upcoming season as well. We love running backs on this show. um, Myself, uh, especially, um, I, again, don't threaten violence against yourself if your guy didn't make it, please. Um, Dan the man or Dan my man. Let's. There was an explanation provided by him, but still. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's not really, that's not great. Uh, but other than that, Hack City on YouTube, I think. Yeah, at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. And then uh, Mailbag, Jamie's Corner next. next week. Yes, we got that. We already pulled for questions. Okay. Don't get scrapped safe. Drive safe, everybody. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.